Think Again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us. Like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about the bushfires ravaging large parts of Australia, about climate denial and fake news. Mm. Well, we can be in no doubt now. We are in a climate emergency, and it has well started in Australia, with uncontrollable wild bushfires ravaging large parts of New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. My sister recently visited from Canberra, which had air apparently heavily clogged by bushfire smoke, and Sydney also has had its smoky days, and of course... I just drove through half of Melbourne and it actually is rising again. And we've shared now the trophy of the most unhealthy smoke Mm. city in the world, Mm. competing with the usual suspects in northern India. Mm. So everyone across Australia is well aware of the unfolding catastrophe here, as well as internationally, of course. You would have thought our leaders were too, with our federal government being seated in Canberra amongst all the smoke. But no, we need not go over our PM's absence in December while holidaying in Hawaii, which has been well covered, his insistence that it was a state issue, or worse, the denial by federal government ministers and parliamentarians that there's no such thing as climate change, let alone that it's causing the bushfires. And worst of all, that changes to climate change policy would have no immediate impact on bushfires, (laughs) as if anyone would say that. Yes, what a phony argument against having a climate change policy. It's a a classical strawman creature, which then can be repeated and bashed to an unheroic death in several columns across the many Murdoch outlets like the Australian. This excuse not to address climate change can and has then also be picked up by another famous denier party, the Mm -hmm. small but so very useful party to get a lot of abysmal policies through Parliament. Yeah, I'm talking about the minor party with an interesting acronym, Phone, Phony. Phone, (laughs) P-H-O-N. Pauline Hanson's One Nation Mm. Party. So the Prime Minister said that it was not climate change but drought that was causing the fires at one point. We've been waiting for the message to travel slowly along the neurons in his brain that long-term <laughs> drought is at least partly a result of human-induced climate change brought on by the burning of fossil fuels along with excessive land clearing and certain inappropriate agricultural practices. Well, maybe something is happening in the PM's brain and we hope it isn't just the marketing section of his brain. In response to widespread pressure to have policies to reduce emissions, he now says he's going to focus on resilience Mm. and adaptation to a changing climate. We're also waiting on the slow journey of the messages in his brain to make him aware, carefully of course, which wouldn't want to do any damage, Mm. that a PM and his federal government can and should focus on the prevention 
of devastating fires and other extreme weather events, as well as addressing the current fires or other emergencies. Yes, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. I would say so. It's a metaphor. And particularly now the resilience thing. Resilience is a nice thing to have and to foster, but that, it does, that does not do anything in terms of directly addressing climate change and global heating. Rather, it mm. implicitly accepts that climate change is happening. happening and we should and be resilient That's to correct, it. and that people better get ready for it. And, and, and he sometimes also uses weasel words like evolve and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. All the while explicitly mostly denying climate change and its relevance, particularly its relevance, through some of the statements mentioned before by or by his minions, like Liberal MP Craig Kelly, mm-hmm. being interviewed on the BBC by what he then a called so-called. a pommy, uh, pommy weather girl, who called out his government's inaction on climate change. Yeah, he tried to dismiss her as a pommy weather mm. girl. And she, well, she highlighted her considerable expertise, including a degree in physics and Mm. meteorology. I figure that that's what they always mean when they say we are a robust democracy. The PM and other climate deniers in his party may have been encouraged that he can get away with using fake news, as it is being used so much on social media and in the printed and TV media owned by Rupert Murdoch that climate climate change isn't really happening and that the current fires are mainly caused. And there's a sort of a cluster of five things which are often brought about. First of all, arsonists and disturbed minds do it. The second is the uncleared scrub and undergrowth in national parks because the greenies and other hippies and ferals, they don't want to clear it and fuel reduction should, uh, they prevent fuel reduction to happen. A third one is that the few changes that can be observed in the climate or in the weather, uh, they really haven't, have happened all the time into thousands of years ago mm. and they are really caused by stuff like sunspots and geom- geological shifts all of that. that's right and a fourth one that the present bushfires are not worse than any other year and then a fifth one is a bit of a furphy uh, a so obvious furphy that they are probably punishments for our bad mm. behavior like yeah. inappropriate sex and such stuff I don't, I don't think that one's been made so explicit sharp but we will come to yeah. that one in a following program about um, the effect of, of belief system exactly and theology and and, and, and how creed. that's affecting our politics exactly and add to all of that fake news the rather adventurous ways in which statistics are being used figures are invented and misused or selectively used at the strategic placements of articles and opinion pieces in newspapers and the creation of echo chambers where the often fake information or news from one source gets reproduced in speeches or interviews by government members or parliamentarians and vice versa. The number of arsonists, for example, caught during the bushfires exaggerated by a factor of at least 10 but being amplified across the global alt-right groups, especially in the U.S., by the way, where it caught Donald Trump Jr.'s attention and was further spread to his tens of thousands of followers and friends. Who would want want to follow a guy like that (laughs) on the social media? Mm, The way you describe it, it sounds like a fake news virus. It it Mm, really is. It is, actually. So now, um, perhaps for some a bit of a break and some inspiration, yes, and a better way of doing things, we'll turn to educate the masses 
by Blue King Brown. <laughs> Are we rolling? Conscience, you should know just how to use it. Don't be like them fools, they go around and just abuse it. All your thoughts be locked up in them stories that they tell you. Now you surely understand that's how this system molds you. Educate the masses and they'll stand for what is right. And they're creeping up on you in the middle of the night. Gather up their hopes and dreams, they throw them. And you think that you are free Well, living in this system I'm afraid that just can't be No, they don't even look at you Like you're a human being You're just a legal fiction Man once spoke in their machine So educate the masses And we'll stand for what is right And we're creeping up on you In the middle of the night Gather up our hopes and dreams We throw them to the is giving our prolific programmers a well-earned break. Check out the Summer Grid at 3cr.org.au forward slash summer specials. You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the bushfires and climate deniers in government, the mainstream press and social media. Educator Master sounds like a good song for <laughs> Think Again, doesn't it? Yes. One rather insidious example of news placement against climate action included the Herald Sun New Year's Eve placement on the bushfire, oh, the, the article on the bushfire, on page four. Mm. Even as these fires threatened towns and pushed heavy smoke into the city. Yeah. Not, not a beep in the first three pages. Mm. And what did it say on the page? Well, four? it was just innocuous stuff, like the, that there's a, there was a fire, basically. Mm. Okay. Oh, anyway. Uh, searches for climate change in the main Murdoch outlets usually feature condemnations of protesters, especially the young ones. Who can forget mm. how Andrew Bolt dealt with Greta Thunberg? Mm, you remember? Right. Yeah, he spoke about her being neurotic or having, yeah, well, implying she had a disturbed. mental illness. He called her disturbed. Mm, that's right. Uh, and, and that the parents should be ashamed of letting her yeah. do these kinds of things and that all of the people who listened to her were rather, you know, rather stupid, who listened 
listen to who listens to a child like mm, that. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of Scott Morrison's oh, yeah. response to the bushfires too. Yes, framing yes. it as people's individual psychological states. Exactly. They're a bit too anxious. Oh, they're probably tired. And, and also, he <laughs> criticised Rita Thunberg really that she made mm. people anxious. So, other fabrica- fabrications masquerading as legitimate news are editorials arguing against radical climate change policy, opinion pieces and columns emphasizing the needs for the need for more backburning in the Australian, for example, on a dry continent prone to deadly bushfires for centuries, fuel reduction through controlled burning is vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was in the Australian that, yeah. Which then is echoed by Politicians talking about the bogeyman, the bogeyman, like the bogeyman of climate change, exactly, and multiplied exponentially via social media, bots and trolls. We will come back to that later, because that is what really should bother us in the process of creating fake news. Most of the above so-called causes have been very well debunked by the experts and by people who have been working in the firefighting, in firefighting for half their lifetimes. If only our leaders would listen to them and, and listen to the science rather than to vested interest in coal and other carbon emission producing industries and their own rigid ideological positions. Mm. Burning fuel loads can only have very, very limited effect, effect. Mm. to protect some assets when conducted in certain ways and frequencies and there has been Lots and lots of statements across the newspapers about that from universities, CRSO, the uh, chief officers in both, uh, both states and so on. So, no, we can't blame the current fire catastrophes on the failure to reduce fuel load. We should, we shouldn't even have to waste our time on this nonsense. To, you know, as just recently, coalition science minister suddenly, out of the blue, Karen Andrews, suggesting climate denial is a waste of time. The first probably wise words from that lot. Not that I'm very hopeful that she'll be allowed to turn the discourse around. I'm fairly certain that that and her calling uh, for an expert group of people uh, to actually come and think about uh, about mm. climate change mm. is going to change a lot and it's going to change the discourse mm. and of course that the fires are caused by arsonists yeah. as you mentioned Jacques that's also been well, very well debunked according to Victoria Police mm-hmm. as quoted in The Age currently there's no intelligence to indicate that the fires in East Gippsland and the North East have been caused by arson or other suspicious mm-hmm. activities. Mm-hmm. So that's from the police. In New South Wales, the Rural Fire Service says that most fires were started by lightning, even while 24 people have been arrested for dangerous behaviour, lighting mm-hmm. fires on total band days. Mm-hmm. But most of them were started by lightning. That's correct. And the uh, 183 figure in Queensland, uh, presumably, which went global, has been absolutely so debunked to the ground. So what was that, 183? 180 uh, instances where police intervened because of something to do with fire making in an illegal way. So that was the fake news. Probably also barbecues and all of that, which you're not supposed to do on a total fire ban day. They, they probably re, they sort of reduced the number, real number, of real arson to something like 15 mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. So, of course, as most of us know, or at least coming to realise, climate change is the main driver of the raging fires. The new weather conditions include hotter than normal temperatures, longer periods of hot and dry weather, prolonged drought, 
and hot dry winds coming in from the centre of Australia to the east coast. So that's the scientific mm-hmm. and uh, consensus. Mm-hmm. 3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the current bushfire catastrophe, climate denial and fake news. We really wouldn't need to waste our words debunking the fake news that arsonists, too much undergrowth, sunspots or a usually benevolent but now angry God are the main causes of the fire rather than climate change and global heating. But we do, because this is a serious example of how fake news is being spread via social media as well as mainstream media and is really distorting our democracy and the processes of decision-making and governance and putting our health and well-being and our natural world in mortal peril. Uh, estimates of one and a half billion animals mm. dead is it just uh, it's just a horrendous figure tragic and mm. sadly that's a, is a, real, a real figure yeah according to an article in the new daily an independent study found online bots and trolls exaggerating exaggerating the role of arson in the fires at the same time that an article in the australian making similar assertions became the most popular offering on their website It's all part of what critics see as a relentless effort led by the powerful media outlet to do what it has also done in the United States and Britain. Shift blame to the left, protect conservative Mm -hmm. leaders and divert attention from climate change. Mm -hmm. A really good summary, I think. Mm -hmm. Automated bots are being used to retweet messages multiple times or repeat one particular type of content. Trolls are controlled by humans themselves. They try to stir controversy, hinder healthy debate, and most outrageously simulate fake grassroots movements and voice collectives Mm. because that multiplies into the thousands and therefore it looks as if it is the real movement. They aim to persuade, to deceive and cause conflict Mm. and spread disinformation. It has been shown in this particular case, that the hashtag arson emergency has been used to counter information about the bushfires. The trolling efforts to spread this hashtag gained traction early January through a sustained effort by 300 accounts, so that on one day, the 7th of January, there were almost 5,000 tweets with this arson emergency hashtag. Mm. So it really looks as if Australia has been propelled in the global disinformation Mm. field. And of course, as we've already mentioned, a big culprit is the Murdoch Press, which has also been irresponsibly spreading this fake news under the guise of supposed respectable media. The News Corporation has been distorting democratic processes against the interests of the common good for Mm -hmm. some time now Mm -hmm. 
And I mean conserving vested interests when I say conservative. Mm -hmm. But this latest episode is shameful, almost beyond belief. Over the last couple of programs, we've talked about public and common goods and their governance. So public goods are controlled and managed by governments, ostensibly on our Mm -hmm. behalf, if it's working properly, while common goods are self-managed by communities. Some things need to be centrally managed by government. Our Prime Minister came to this slowly in dealing with the widespread out-of-control fires. Mm -hmm. We Mm. certainly need our federal government to deal with climate change as a matter of urgency now. Let's make changes in our economy and stop digging up and burning fossil fuels for a start. We might also consider Mm -hmm. criminalising the spreading of fake news with disasters such as this when it puts health, well-being and lives at risk, as was done with the anti-vaxxers in Samoa who were held responsible for deaths from measles through ignoring the science and spreading misinformation. We now have been informed, or we have been informed, that there is at present a class action attempt on the go to bring the government to court because of, of its, its basically not, not properly preparing people for what's happening. We would actually suggest that it would be timely to criminalize such behavior, as we have been discussing before, even if the free speech defenders will have their guns ready. And whilst we're at it, Let's include restrictions to the operations of the Twitters and the Facebooks and all of that lot who have made their uh, part inventors rich beyond, beyond the imagination. Mm. And let's just probably also see how we can tax them properly and regulate them. Mm. Amen. Mm. So now we'll go to our community service announcements. Last week we interviewed James Conlon about saving Gandolfo Gardens as part of the upgrade to the railway. The upfield line, yeah. That's Mm. right, the upfield line. So anyway, sadly on day four of a community picket to save the Gandolfo Gardens and to save over a 100 old native trees, the government um, project managers, XLRP, overwhelmed the picketers and fenced off all the parkland around Moreland Station. So... There was to be a, there is still going to be a festival uh, this Saturday, which was to be at those gardens, but I guess they took the jump on the campaigners and closed, roped it off so that wouldn't happen. So now the community festival has been moved to a nearby park, Robinson Reserve, mm-hmm. which is on Reynard Street, Coburg, 104 Reynard, R-E-Y-N-A-R-D Street, Coburg. Um, so anyway, I suppose just as a general comment, what mm-hmm. a lot of people have observed is while where all our precious forests are burning down, we're actually willfully chopping down old native trees unnecessarily. Mm. Um, and, and I suppose generally I've realised about the consultation. Consultation must be one of those Orwellian words that really means the opposite mm. because mm. I know the community is feeling really disenchanted mm-hmm. and being told they're being consulted when they clearly are not really. The emphasis is on the con. And <laughs> the, on the con. And on the, in, and on, and on and the they, insulting. Really. <laughs> conned and insulted. Mm. In this case, it must really mean taking a top-down, mm-hmm. or the word consultation, I think it really means taking top-down command and control approach while overriding the ideas and wishes of the people, because that's what's happened. 
Mm. I guess it fits into that managerial efficiency way of doing things mm. that we've also talked about on a previous program. N- you know, not having to do all that messy, time-consuming democracy stuff mm-hmm. of actually involving people in decisions that affect their lives. That's right. mm. Anyway, shame on you. Victorian state government. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, of course, that we are against the sky rail because that is a good project. Yes. But it is consultation which is missing. And there were ways in which some of the damage to the park, as we said last week, could have been easily avoided. Well, the, act- the mm. campaigners have been trying to talk to LXRP mm. and the government oh, yeah. for 18 months mm. and has had expert engineering mm. advice from several reputable sources yeah, who say yeah, it could yeah. easily be done a different way that wouldn't necess- necessitate tearing down mm, over 100 yes, exactly. old native trees. So exactly. there are other ways to do it. That's right, yeah. So I, I, so I want to reiterate, shame on you, Victorian State Government, and shame on you, Minister for Transport and Infrastructure, Jacinta Allen, for not really listening to the people. There are so many good people who I've had the privilege to meet <laughs> donating their time to have a better designed rail overpass and space for community life and to save a 100-plus beautiful old native trees. Mm. They've been treated with really supreme disrespect and arrogance. And, and what a shame they've been shut out. Mm, that's right, because that is where, that is where the democracy actually lives, still in underground conversations and discussion about things which matter to people. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Radio. Uh, with uh, Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borel. Remember, if you do want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.